This is the Covered Podcast. Today is August 25th, and this is Covered. Big, big week as football is officially back. We have week zero of college football, and we are going to preview the two ranked teams playing. So Notre Dame playing Navy and USC playing San Jose State. And then also we're going to get into the week one game of Florida and Utah. But before we do all that, it's fantasy football season, and we are going to give some gotta have some sleepers some people to avoid um and we're gonna do a little fantasy football preview usually you know nobody cares about your fantasy team okay so keep that in mind when you're heading in the office unless you have a group of boys that do like to talk of it it, it's already established then fine talk talk amongst yourselves but don't don't bring it don't bring it to a public place where you don't know because nobody cares okay yeah no nobody Nobody gives a shit about your fantasy football team. So just make that very clear. So this is a very selfish, selfish sport that we are all playing pretend on our phones. Like when you go and brag about how, you know, you had Devontae Adams and he went off for, you know, 180 yards and two tuds. Yep. Nobody gives a shit. Like or, unless yeah. you had Devontae Adams too on your team, right? But yep. usually the guy you're talking to is probably in your league and they just don't care because that's yeah. the way that it works. <laughs> yeah, they they probably don't care. Now, if you have established this talk, you know, where you're like, like maybe it came up in casual conversation, football season and somebody was like, oh, you play fantasy football, you know? And you're, you're co-workers and you're, oh yeah, I'm in a couple leagues, you know? Um, and they're like, oh, dude, I love fantasy football. Maybe it's appropriate then, you know? Maybe you pick each other's brains, then you can talk throughout the season. Oh, yeah, I had so-and-so. Maybe then they care. But if if you have not had this established conversation, just just save it. Save it for yourself. Save it for the group text. Um, that's, that's all it needs to be in. Yeah, well, and I think if you're bragging about how your team did, the, the only appropriate conversation – regarding fantasy to another fantasy person that's not in it might not even be a fantasy person just a football person is trades is asking them yeah like if you get a trade proposal sent to you hey what do you think about this trade that's when you can get into it which the answer every time for somebody like that is yeah absolutely do the trade for sure man that sounds that sounds like great value what could go wrong well, we, d- we did have somebody in our DMs asking about a trade, and it was not great value. So I, I hope <laughs> I did save him from that, um, was looking to trade Camara, Ayuk, and Friar Muth for singular George Kittle. Nobody else, just George Kittle. He said, do not do that. You're <laughs> Do not do that. Unless you're getting a wide receiver in return or something. But, yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully that's we just save. you being a nice guy. That's you being a nice guy. If anybody comes to me asking for for trade advice, do it. Absolutely, trade them all. Ten trade, times out of trade 10. the whole roster, right? But no, seriousness, nobody gives a shit about your fantasy team, but you. So that's why we're doing this episode is so you can make better choices about who to pick up on your fantasy team, and so you don't have to bug people in the office. You just listen to us. Boom. Don't have to bug anybody in the office. Look at us. Killing two birds with one stone. Good fantasy team. Good coworker. That's right. Yep. That's that's what we're here for is being being a good coworker. Well, let's dive in. Like you said, I think we're doing a we're doing it kind of tiered. So three different um th- three different groups per position group. So we have a gotta have them. We have a sleeper and we have an avoid. So those are the three different types of players that we're going to look at. Look at quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. And then we'll also give maybe a couple other odds and ends here and there, as well as um, our favorite 
rookies or maybe rookies to look out for for this upcoming season. So where do we want to start? What position group? What, what are we feeling? I think you I think you got to um you gotta you gotta start with the quarterbacks. Um now it's probably not gonna be first off the board, but gotta go with QBs. Um and I'll start with my gotta have top five in fantasy points last year, gets a new OC, but has plenty of weapons. Justin Herbert. He does not have a doofus calling plays on the offensive end. He's got Quentin Johnson now, uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Eckler's trying to get paid. They love running that screen. And so give me give me Justin Herbert for the gotta have. Um, I, I think he could go not later, but mid mid rounds, um, depending on how your first quarterback selected in most leagues. If somebody, you know, picks Patrick Mahomes first round, it might be a little bit earlier for Air Bear, Air Bear, because um, people are going to get antsy. But I like him as the uh, gotta have for me. You know, this is just the way that our minds think, but that's who I had for my gotta have too. So oh hopefully, we're not uh, picking the same guys this entire time. We have not talked about this um, ahead of time, but I'm it's with you. It's it's a good it's a great pick. I like where he's at as far as like the value that you can get him for in the draft. We've already talked about the new OC. You got a defensive minded head coach, which is going to take over all the defensive side of the ball stuff. It gets his freaking grimy ass fingers out of the offensive side. Let Kellmore cook. Let Air Bear cook. Like the the roster is loaded with offensive talent. We'll get to that in some of our later um, fantasy discussion, but I, I really do like Air Bear. So maybe let's move to Sleeper, and we'll have some different sleepers here. Yeah, we probably My will. Sleeper. Yes, fingers crossed. My Sleeper, Kirk Cousins. The best thing that we were just talking about here, the best thing for a QB is weapons, and he has got dudes all around him. Okay, that's an important part of it. But what's also important is being able to have the ball as an offense. Well, it just so happens their defense loves letting people score. So that's going to force their offense to have to score too, right? That's that's, right? That only makes sense. He's the 10th QB taken right now. I mean, you're talking – you can get him way later on. I, I think he he is – Elevated because he's got amazing talent. You know, he's got Justin Jefferson. He's got Hawkinson or Hawkinson or Hukulaki, whatever his name is, stud tight end, regardless. Adding Jordan Addison, adding a a lethal run game. Yeah, you don't have Dalvin Cook anymore, but that's okay because we already, you know, we know that the guy that's stepping in for him is going to be a stud as well. So I'm, I think Kirk's going to be a sleeper. I mean, is he going to be a top five fantasy guy? Maybe not, but I think I could see him at sixth or seventh this year and having a really solid year because he's got dudes to distribute the ball to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I love Kirk, but he does He does put up numbies. He does toss the rock around, um, so that's always good. Whenever you have Justin Jefferson, that's good. Um, kind of touch – kind of – kind of – Touched on my my favorite rookie. Um, I'll just bring it up now, Jordan Addison. Um, because I feel like Kirk, you know, he's gonna distribute the ball. Um, that that's my favorite rookie. Uh, we can dive into it a little bit more later, but I think with Addison, as you said, Hawkinson, um, and Jetta's, like, yeah, he's gonna put up numbers. Um, I don't know if they're like gonna be solely focused on running the ball through Madison. Um. And so, yeah, he's going to have to toss the rock around. So don't hate it as a sleeper. Um, my sleeper wanted to go for a little bit m- more of a mobile guy. Um, and you saw it last year with Justin Fields. It is not Justin Fields as my sleeper because I don't think he's a sleeper. But <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Mm. Yes, the Colts are going to be terrible. Just like the Bears were. The Bears were absolutely terrible. But Justin Fields put up 
incredible fantasy numbers because he was running all over the place. And Anthony Richardson, he's going to probably have to do the same thing. Sure, he might toss the rock around a little bit, but a running guy, maybe maybe this is your QB2 even. Um, but he could be a QB1 if he does run around. I don't believe – I think he's probably the most mobile quarterback um, as far as rookies go, so like Stroud and Young. Um, I think he's going to move – around a little bit more. And I think that's kind of a deep sleeper, you know, kind of way later around, just get Anthony Richardson. He's going to run them, run around. Um, he's got some guys to throw to not great, but I like him as a sleeper. You know, he has played more football than a guy like Trey Lance. So that's helpful. Um, I would like it to be known that last year I said disparaging things about, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and them stinking and then they won the Super Bowl, but I would like to die on the hill that I said Trey Lance would stink. I mean, he's a Drew Locke kind of guy, right? We've already well, put them in that category. I do not think, however, that Anthony Richardson is a Drew Locke kind of guy. I think that he is a playmaker because he can use his feet. And yeah. it's it's so different than somebody like uh Mitch Trubisky right where he had a good couple seasons could he move as a quarterback yeah but the thing that gets guys like that out of trouble is being able to to make these breakaway plays and I think you know Justin Fields is by all accounts by every single fantasy football thing you see on Twitter Instagram Facebook TikTok Justin Fields is going to have the year of all years which could be true. I mean, look at look, what happened with Lamar Jackson after he got a couple of years experience. So is Anthony Richardson the next in that line of mobile quarterbacks? Potentially. He's got to come along as a passer, though. That's something yeah. that definitely yeah. um, needs to improve. I mean, I think he was throwing at like 53% completion percentage in college, which, you know, this is the NFL. These defenses are a lot more more advanced Coverages are a lot sneakier, but hey, man, when in doubt, use the wheels, get out of there. That's right. right. Yeah, whenever you need like a – I think the first like eight weeks in one league last year, I had Marcus Mariota. Couldn't – can't throw – can't hit anything uh, throwing-wise, but he can run, and if if he can run around, I mean, it keeps you in it uh, fantasy-wise. So that's that's why I landed on Anthony Richardson because he's probably not going to be too much – or too looked at, uh, especially being on the Colts and probably going to lose Jonathan Taylor here shortly. Um, but yeah, that's how I landed there. And then to avoid, I think, yeah, what's your, what's your, avoid? what do we got? We got to avoid Geno Smith. Um, no shit. <laughs> just, <laughs> like last year, I, I think he was, I think he was even top five. I think he might've been fifth most in fantasy points or something like pretty up there, but like, uh, I just don't see it happen. Like down the stretch, he he lost the magic. Um, it felt like, and now he got paid. Um, gotta play San Francisco twice. Um, other than that, I mean, if you look at matchups wise, the division's not that tough. Maybe tosses the ball around there, but I would say avoid Geno Smith. I think disaster might be coming. He Pete Carroll might be suiting up. You saw the video. He's slinging the rock oh, yeah. around. He looked good. <laughs> Pete he might looked... take Geno's job. He he very well might, and I think he would do better at it, especially with the receiving group that they should have up there and the running attack. Like by all accounts, Geno has the dudes around him to to be good. Like they have a young core of talent. Yeah, wow. their defense. I mean, that's of course that's that's a huge part of it too. If you if your defense gives your quarterback the ball more often, then your quarterbacks. You know, going to have more chances to make plays, especially with all this talent around him. But I'm with you. I I totally love avoiding Geno Smith at all costs. Um, I guess mine, I, I feel like there's a whole group of guys that you could group into avoiding. I mean, like the top-ranked one. Trey Lance. You know, I think everybody's avoiding him in the NFL at this rate. <laughs> um, what? John Jack Lynch Prescott, is avoiding him. John, John Lynch is definitely avoiding him. Dak Prescott, he drives me crazy, but the one that I think will get more hype than anybody else is Tua. Yeah. I can't trust Tua, man. 
Alabama quarterback, lefty, just says all signs are pointing in the wrong direction for Tua for me. You add on to that the the injury history, and yeah. I just I just can't do it. And I think that you know he does some awesome things. Like he's got more upside than a guy like Mac Jones does, right? But there's a lot of other issues out there with you know being able to move in the pocket and not knowing how to fall down as a quarterback, like that's a pretty big issue. If you don't yeah. know how to get hit without getting a concussion every single time, you're not going to last in this league. And I think we're very close and you've mentioned it before to seeing Tua in a spot where he might be contemplating retirement. I mean, he did right. go after Ryan Clark. <laughs> He's like, you want to, yeah. you want to, uh, throw fisticuffs buddy if we're talking bad about me so i don't want to talk too bad about Tua, but maybe Tua wants to come me, on the show and talk about it i i meet him in person i just be like what's up man i mean we can do a little wrestling or whatever you want to do it you're big <laughs> in the wrestling down there in florida anyways right so it, the, the samoans they they got to be in the wwe type thing right i mean the rock yeah they jason uh, Momoa, the the who's the other one Usos. What's his name? Uso boy. Uh, Roman right. Reigns. Roman Reigns. That's who it is. Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm out on Tua. Um, that, and that's not too surprising because he's not even like a top ten type guy. But oh, but another one, Deshaun. Don't yeah, fucking touch Deshaun. DTR. DTR. QB two. Did you see they um shipped off astronaut to the cards? I did not see that. Yeah. Uh, Dobson, is that his last name? Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Dobbs, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs, Dobbs. Yep, they, uh, he's he's with the Cardinals now, so DTR's QB2. I put it out on I Twitter. Kellen Mond, what about Kellen Mond? Uh, Kellen Mond's with the uh, Vikings, I'm pretty sure. No, no. No? Sure? Mond was because Mond was playing preseason games. Oh, you're totally right. Well, I mean, DTR is um, QB two. DTR is still a dog. Anyway, yeah, DTR is still a dog. Um, no, I grew. Oh, they cut. They cut Kelmon. Yeah, Ah, he gone. Classic. Okay. Um, no, I agree. Uh, with that, uh, with that grouping of avoid. Now, a few things came in the DMs. Uh, so we had to formulate this question. Got to start one, bench one, cut one. Justin Fields, Anthony Richardson, Jordan Love. Cut Jordan Love. Yep. Get him out of there. I mean, just based off of the small sample size of Anthony Richardson, he would have to be my bench on the list, and then Justin Fields would be my number one. Again, just because, like, Fields was tearing up defenses – in the NFL, like we're yeah. not talking college, and yeah, SEC. That's that's one thing for Richardson, awesome. But like, if this Colts team is as shitty as everybody thinks they are, which I think their old line's better. I mean, like they paid all their dudes, and it's the culture's so weird. But yeah. Fields is Fields is the number one out of that that three, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I think what it came down to was Fields was probably going to be the start, no matter what. Um, and then comes down to, okay, who are you bunching and cutting with Love and Richardson? I don't know. Orshlovsky is very high on Jordan Love right now. I was watching first take this morning, um, and he said Packers could go to the NFC Championship. I do not agree with that. He said, Jesus. He said if Jordan Love can play just as good as Aaron Rodgers did last year, which, first off, if he does, that would be a miracle. And if he does, they still miss the playoffs and won eight games. So yeah. I don't think he's going to put up the level of production of Aaron Rodgers, and I think he's going to be a lot worse. So don't think they're going to the NFC Championship. No, that, not happening. But we already took their win total under. You said they were going to be the number one pick in the draft. 
Well, I don't know about that one, but I there... would like to redact something here now. Okay. After okay. I would like to redact Mr. two Hotshot things here. right now while we're on the topic. Um, the Broncos. Uh, I said they would be the dark horse division winner. They won't be. Watch two preseason games. I'm out on the Broncos. Their offense still stinks, and um, everyone on social media for like. And the Broncos comments are like, oh, look at all these casuals thinking the Broncos stink after losing two preseason games. Okay, well, watch their starters um, against other ones, um, and they can't score, and that is a problem. That is a very big problem, and also we have a lack of depth uh, because our twos and threes can't stop anybody. So there you go. Broncos probably going to get the number one pick, probably draft somebody like Blake Corum um, because we're too dumb to draft like Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. So number one pick, Broncos, slam the under. They're not winning the division. Wrap it up. All right. You get that off your chest. You feel better? Yep. Redacted my previous statements. I'm good. Well, good. Well, it's also good to know that Jerry Judy went out with the Injury today, so that's two. Maybe of avoid Russ too. Three receivers and wow, what a shit show. Well, anyways, um, I guess that just tells you don't take any of the wide receivers on Denver for fantasy. Maybe yep. that, maybe that's a little, little something. There is a guy, um, third string receiver. He's probably gonna be second string now. Little Jordan Humphrey, Texas dog. <laughs> <laughs> wide receiver texas <laughs> lil jordan like that is his name it is i know he played like, for texas yeah it, all right well shout out shout out little jordan <laughs> care, care to come on the pod to discuss <laughs> little jordan humphrey yeah little jordan humphrey well let's move on uh how about some running back action here huh yeah who's your who's your gotta have for running back i mean i think <sighs> I don't know if I've just been in my own head about this one or if I've actually said it on the pod, but Tony Pollard, Dallas Cowboys, is going to have a year. I mean, he already was electric being the backup. Now he's going to get way, 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 way more touches. He only had 193 rushing attempts last year. They're going to be giving him the ball 250-plus times with that. And he's a big target in the passing game. So, like, you're talking top three running back right here that people aren't really putting two and two together because he doesn't have the production because he wasn't the number one guy in the past. I mean, not to mention, you got big Mike calling plays. They're running the ball. We got a healthy old line down in Dallas. Tony Pollard will be a top three fantasy running back this year for sure. Hands down, taking it to my grave. I like it. I like it. In my notes, I also had Tony Pollard, but since uh, we we had the gotta have um, <laughs> for Herbert, the same. Um, this is going to be more of a first round pick. This is a first round pick, probably your first pick, depending on where you're at. Unless you're a smaller league, then maybe it's second round. But we talked about it uh, when we did the NFC Beast, Saquon Barkley. Um, pretty much all incentive based contract, and so he's got to perform, got to perform to get that money. Um, and so I do like Saquon. Um, obviously he had the ACL a, a couple years ago, but I do like Saquon. Um, there's a reason he's in the probably going in the first round, but that's my gotta have, gotta get him. Um, if if not. I do like Tony Pollard, so that was my comment yeah, well, too. I, but give me Saquon. With Saquon too, like he he's another one of those guys. Like you look at the gotta haves and how many touches are they getting? How many times yeah. are they getting the ball or getting opportunities to get the ball if you're a receiver? Right? I mean, he had 295 carries last year. Like that's nuts. Not to mention he also had 76 targets as a receiver, which, you know, some of those could be freaking dink and dunks that the quarterback threw at his feet or whatever. But, I mean, he still caught 57 balls on yeah. top of running the ball 295 times. So, I mean, and as far as I can tell, with the Giants, 
the other thing you got to look at is who's he competing against. And I mean, you look at their depth chart, like who's Matt Breida? Like, is he taking Saquon's spot? Not in a fair battle, right? So I'm totally with you. They're going to run the ball a lot to protect Daniel Jones. Um, I I do think Saquon, I I think he's going to be pretty, pretty freaking good this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as sleeper goes, what do you got for a nice little little mid-round running back? Well, in light of certain news, oh, the Broncos, yeah. Javante Williams. Yep. I think he is a sneaky, sleepy. He's going to start slow, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think this offense in general is going to start slow, especially when you lose two of your top guys that you're going to throw the ball to. But he's going to be the bell cow as we go down the stretch because not only is Peyton's offense need a guy like Kamara, right? Like you, you think about that. And I'm not saying that, that Javante Williams is Alvin Kamara in his prime by any means, but you give a guy like that opportunity. He's a young guy. I think he's only 23 years old. Like he's going to get his touches. The receiving core is probably not going to be great. Let's be also sidebar. Julio Jones is still available. What are we doing NFL? What are we doing? Yeah. Like maybe how's that guy not on a roster? Yeah. I don't know. But, he's always hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I always hurt. He always gets double covered. Whatever. Anyways. Also, minimal competition at running back. Like, you yeah. got Samaji P. Ryan. I mean, if you've looked at his numbers, he hasn't done jack squat. He's just been a guy that has come in on third down and, and helped he's out here tough. and there. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, a couple other no-namers. Javante Williams, I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be a top five, but I definitely see him having the potential to be – you know, top 10 running back for this upcoming year. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I do like Javante, even though he went to not the best college. Um, so I do like Javante as as an NFL player. Um, I think he can put up some numbies. So as a sleeper, I do like Javante Williams. Um, and we get to watch him on Sundays uh, being, being Broncos fans, although – more tuned into red zone, but hey, you know, what is whatever. Um, <laughs> as far as my sleeper, the Bills shipped Singletary to Houston or he signed with them, whatever, opening the lane for James Cook. Dalvin's is it Dalvin's brother or cousin? Um, cousin. Well, anyway, they, I'm pretty sure it's cousin. Both are very good at running back. Um, and the backfield, uh, when Singletary was there, was just so, I don't know, running back by committee. But now it's open. It's open for James Cook. Um, Diggs seemingly wants out. Uh, so throwing the ball to Kincaid, Knox, Diggs a little bit, I guess, and Davis. Davis so there's, yeah, yeah two, so many weapons. Um, opening it up when he gets his touches, I feel like he's going to be do a good job at it. So I like James Cook as a sleeper. Maybe that RB two or flex. Um, probably not going to be too high off the board. Uh, just because he hasn't done anything quite yet. But I think uh, this year, in order to protect Josh, uh, open up the pass game that James Cook could have a very big year. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's something that they'll do is they'll continue to run the ball to, to protect Josh. And, I mean, James Cook's averaging averaged 5.6 yards per carry last year. So you up the production. Is he going to be running the ball almost six yards a carry every single time? Probably not, but the stats show that he's still going to be getting some pretty damn good yards. Like yeah. I, I don't mind a running back that's running 5.6 yards per carry. Give him the rock every single yeah. damn time, especially to get later in the year, things get colder in Buffalo. Like they're going to be wanting to run the ball. So absolutely could be a, a, um, a sneaky late pick there. Where is he going in the draft right now? Do you, you know, 
That I do not know. Oh, I got it right here. Average draft position about 77. The 24th. Nope. Yep. 24th running back off the board. It just seems absurd for somebody from Buffalo to be 24th off the board. Sleepy, sleepy. Sleepy, sleepy. Uh, Javante is 26th off the board. So we're talking pick 77 to 84-ish right there. So I like it. Well, who are we avoiding? Who, Who are we avoiding for these running backs? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm avoiding, with the signing of Zeke, Ramondre Stevenson, because I don't think Zeke's going to get the bulk of carries, but I do think Zeke is going to be a little goal line vulture and take all of Stevenson's touchdowns. Um, so if Stevenson like breaks one and scores, I think that's the only way he's finding touchdowns this year because Cowboys did it last year where they just would get down there and hand the ball off to Zeke within the five and he'd score touchdowns and Hey, that's great. If you want Zeke just for that reason, it's an option. Um, and Bill loves running, running back by committee. So carries are already split. And then, yeah, I just think Zeke is going to take all of his touchdowns. Yeah, no, that that's a totally fair point. I mean, Everybody's already talking about how how Zeke's mileage has affected him as being the bell cow. Well, when you're inside the five, you don't need to be a bell cow. You just need to get in the end zone. And for a guy like Ramondre, the touches will be there. He's going to get his yardage, but he's not going to be the Buku Bucks kind of guy. Like I could totally see him continuously having 90-yard games, 100-yard games, 100-plus-yard games, and zero touchdowns because they're giving the ball to, to Zeke, which isn't bad, you know. That's that's 10 points right there, but, yeah. you know, you're not you're not winning your fantasy league with an average running back, right? So right. I think that that's totally fair. I, it, New, New England running backs are so hard, too. Like, they're, they're hard to, to figure out because you never know who Bill's going to decide to – to play so I, I i would honestly be avoiding zeke too like i mean yeah i mean i with, would only without say like knowing a, in need of a flex like of a bye week maybe you know like not not rb2 but just maybe like a flex hey you know he's kind of like the jamal williams of last year just gonna punch it in um then potentially totally. just just for points you know um, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say he's like RB1, RB2, like he used to be anymore, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't think, yeah, the New England options are always tough. The, always tough. Well, I'll talk about my avoid because it's a similar running back by committee. And this is a unique one because this guy has been getting a lot of hype coming into the NFL for his first year. He put up stupid numbers. At Texas in the Big 12, where they don't play defense. You don't like him? Oh, no. I don't like him. I don't. And the reason is, look at the other guys that he has on on the team, too. Like, there's not enough touches to go around. He's got um, Algier. He's also got Corderell Patterson. Like, those are two solid running backs. Corderell, again, he's got his hot flashes. Like, he's going to have a couple games this year where (laughs) – He'll have like six carries for two touchdowns and you know ninety six yards. That, that that's that's what Corderell does. Algier, I mean, he's a consistent running back too. But I just I I don't love it. So that's why I'm avoiding him. I mean, people are taking him. You you see him slowly creeping up these draft yeah. boards. I mean, he's he's sneaking into the top ten, which I think is is awesome. But we haven't seen this guy in the NFL. Like, yeah, I'm. I don't I'm, think it's a surefire thing. I, I wouldn't be taking him with the first round pick, though. Yeah, I, I'm with you on on the first round. Uh, I do think Bijan Robinson is going to be awesome. Um, maybe not this year. Maybe this year. I I wouldn't give up a first rounder for him, um, especially like with that backfield. Um, so I'm with you on that. Don't wait. I wouldn't say we waste a first rounder, but 
maybe dynasty league if you have a dynasty oh, league for sure maybe maybe uh Bijan. um but yeah i'm with you like i i just i saw him on there like going first round two and i was like how what like yeah i like he's supposed to be awesome but also we haven't we haven't seen anything from him so i'm i'm with you as yeah. far as like first round yeah if he if he slips to late second Maybe, maybe fire off on that, but yeah, I don't, I, yeah, yeah, not first. That's for sure. Not not first. If, yeah, if he slips into your second, potentially, but there's still some other bell cow running backs that'll be on the board that I would personally rather have that have shown more consistency than a guy who's coming in as a rookie with a pretty full running back room. Dynasty League, though, for sure. Well, let's move on to receivers, huh? Want to talk yeah. some receivers? Love the receivers. There's there's so many. There's um, And let's – I got to ask this first. Um, I know you and I, we're probably not going to get them, but who would you rather have, Jettas or Jamar Chase? They're probably going to go one, two in any league, probably. Maybe three, but – Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Who would you rather? I mean, what scares me about Justin Jefferson is the other guys on the team. You talk about touches. Mm-hmm. There's only so much touches that can go around. Now, when in doubt, Kirk's throwing it up to Jettis. That's who he's throwing the ball to. He's throwing it to Justin Jefferson. Now, on the other end, with Jamar Chase, you got a banged up Burrow, we think, right? That that kind of makes me wary, but there was a he had a lot of um targets last year and not as many catches as as he should have, you know. Is that Burrow just throwing the ball to him because there's nowhere else to go? Or, you know, he did have a case of the dropsies, is what everybody was saying in the preseason last year. So how much did that feed into his game throughout the year? I'm taking Justin Jefferson. I mean, the dude is electric. Like everything that he does is just incredible. And I mean, yeah, he might be getting double covered, but so might Jamar. Like yeah. whatever. It it don't matter. Throw it up to him. Like you're gonna game plan your way into these situations and um I think that there's more weapons on the Vikings to free up to free up Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. I think so. I mean, we we can talk about it when we get to the well, I guess I don't have one here. Who else is on the uh Bengals? Like pick your poison as far as weapons. Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd. I'd rather have Hawkinson. I'd rather have Jordan Addison. No. Yeah. As weapons? Oh yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the the skill team for the Vikings over the Bengals. Didn't say quarterback, skill positions. Okay. Okay. Doing it. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what I'm fine. Justin Jefferson. Fine. All right. Okay. Don't take Jamar. You're wrong, but it's fine. Anyway, who is your gotta have for the wide receiver position? Got to have. I mean. Other than those guys, right? Other than a Tyreek, yeah. You know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a little bit further out of the first round here. Me too. You know? Me too. You probably have the same guy. I swear. Garrett Wilson. Nope. Nice. I have a guy. All right. Yeah. Garrett Wilson. If this dude dog can win offensive rookie of the year with Zach Wilson and company playing quarterback. What is he going to do with Aaron Rodgers? You, you've you already seen kind of behind the scenes in hard knocks of Rodgers talking about how special this guy is. I am totally buying in on it. I think he is going to have a hell of a year. Like, you look at what happened last year. He had 147 targets and only 83 receptions. Like, 44% of his targets were misses. So, were those drop balls? A lot of them... Certainly weren't. A lot of them was just 
shitty quarterback play. So he's going to have more oh, accurate catchable balls. Where's Mike White now? Back up for the freaking Dolphins. He actually might be playing first string if uh, Tua takes another couple hits of the head. But Garrett Wilson, I'm I'm all in on him. Yeah, I think he is going to be a special special player. Um, and you know, just chug it up to him, or pull the old uh, Justin Fields and just throw it uh, throw it negative yards behind the scrimmage yeah. and let him cook. That's right. Yeah, just yeah, Justin Fields screen pass touchdown media loves you um no i like garrett wilson uh my sleeper actually comes from the same team it is not garrett wilson um but my and the sleeper is because of garrett wilson teams i feel like are going to shade to him a little bit more um but we're still on the gotta have my gotta have it's a little interesting i feel like i could get some hate for this um but george pickens absolute dog he's the only i feel like he's the only target kenny pickett has um uh, deontay johnson i guess but i like i like george pickens um he's a monster i feel like he's gonna have a breakout year um kenny pickett's got to throw to somebody probably deontay johnson more but now that i'm saying this but i i really like george pickens i think he can go off um Ryan Clark, he's been in the news lately. Um, he said George Pickens is more talented than Justin Jefferson. So TBD on that, but um hi he's, he's gonna be my gotta balls. have. I'm he's gotta George Pickens gotta have him. Um middle rounds probably. Let's go. Yeah, it, right right now he's going um eighty eight overall, the thirty first receiver off the board. Which is funny you mention a Pittsburgh receiver because my sleeper is Deontay Johnson. This. Look at this. My it's sleeper kind of is funny how that all works out. I mean, here's my argument for Deontay. He had the exact same catches, or excuse me, exact same targets as Garrett Wilson did last year. 187, excuse me, 147. And he had more catches. He actually had 86 catches compared to Wilson's 83, but zero touchdowns. He didn't score a single touchdown last year. That's not going to happen this year. Deontay's going to score tuds. He was on a consistent rate of scoring, you know, four or five tuds a year. He's going to score at least four this year. You got a better quarterback in Kenny Pickett. He's improving. He's getting better. So I think that that totally feeds into guys like Pickens and Deontay where they're going to hand the ball off to Najee. Then they're going to play action over the top and score tuds. That's, that's what's going to happen here, hopefully. Right. Maybe both of them. Maybe both Maybe. of them go off for, you know, 1,500 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns each, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be in the Super Bowl. Maybe. That could happen. Could happen. Well, my sleeper just is on the Jets. And – the familiarity with Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard. I feel like Wilson, I do feel like Wilson's awesome. I feel like he's worth that got to have title. Um, I do feel like defenses are going to game plan for him more though, which then leaves the, the Lazard King open a little bit. Um, and Rodgers, you know, maybe a little security blanket, a little familiarity. Um, hey, stick to what you know, you know. And that's Alan Lazard. And that's that's why he's my sleeper. Um, yeah, and I, I, I feel like he can be picked up uh, even later in drafts. Um, if you need a wide receiver, I feel like uh, Alan Lazard, especially. And no, now Corey Davis off the team, retired. Good career, Corey Davis. Um, short-lived. Yeah, yeah but, that's hey. one last guy to, to have to distribute the ball to. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, he's a touchdown machine when you get down in the red zone when you get on that half of the field like Rodgers is going to be looking for his dudes Wilson being one of them but Lazard I mean last year he had six touchdowns the year before that he had eight um with a lot less targets than other receivers out there so I like it I like it Lizard King he's the man who are we avoiding as receivers. Every year. 
every year they come out and they say, you know, it's going to be a breakout year for him. He's going to go off. And they're finally starting to flip the script on Michael Pittman Jr. I'm so sick of seeing him being wide receiver number one. He's a, he's elite. No, he's not. He's not elite. He drops balls. And now he's got Anthony Richardson. You said, I know, I said he's my sleeper because he can move. But throwing the ball needs work. And Michael Pittman probably going to drop balls that do come his way. So. I'm avoiding Michael Pittman Jr. Um, it's become personal now just because of how m- many times I've seen that he's an elite wide receiver in the news, uh, yeah, social media outlets, whatever you want to call it. And so I am avoiding Michael Pittman Jr. I think that's fair to say to most Indianapolis Colts, uh, with the exception of Anthony Richardson, because it's going to be kind of a one-man show. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's totally fair. Mine, I actually picked a whole um, – a whole receiver group oh. and it's weird but i'm not touching the chargers wide receivers i'm yeah i can't do it i can't there's, there's too there's much too love many to of them around. yeah too much love to go around they just drafted two tcu receivers you got yeah. johnson who's an absolute dog he's like six five total creature you got mike williams keenan allen and the big one eckler Yep. He acts like a receiver. Like yep. he he gets receiver touches as a running back, and that takes away from these other dudes. So, you know, you draft a guy like Keenan, and he's going to have his days for sure. But he's going to have a lot of days where he does not get the touches that you require for a wide receiver one. So, like, I'm kind of grouping that entire wide receiver group as maybe like a flex position if you have to. But yeah, I'm not taking them with with a prime pick if if there's other people on the board. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, my, like looking at my favorite rookie, um, I was thinking about Quentin Johnson and then I was like, yeah. I can't cause yeah, there's just, there's too much. There's, there's too many guys. There's, um, yeah. that need to need to get passes. And so I didn't, it's um, a good problem to have if you're the quarterback. Yeah. We're not going to say the Chargers aren't going to be good and move the ball. <laughs> but but fantasy-wise, yeah. I don't know about fantasy-wise. Yeah, fantasy-wise can't do it. Well, we did have a question for the wide receiver group in a keeper league. Who would you rather have? Who would you rather keep? Kadarius Tony for the Kansas City Chiefs or Jahan Dotson for the Washington to-be-names? Um... I group the Washington to be named receiver group a lot like the um, a lot like the Chargers group where they have like three dudes that could at any point in time go off. And last year they burned me because I had I had two of their receivers. I had Dotson and I had one of the uh, Scary Terry. And it'd be like one week, one would go off. So then, yep. of course, that guy was on my bench. So I would flip him. And then the other one would go off and, you know, back and forth and back and forth. So for that reason, I'm going Tony. Yep. I'm keeping Tony because you can't trust the Washington, the team, the football team in Washington. You just, I, I still can't trust them. There's so much stink on that organization. Yeah. So and, give me and the I'm, Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And I'm with you. Um, I, I, brought it back to okay if you if everyone has the weapons same weapons you know because the chiefs have kelsey they have um mvs tony uh tony um but who's throwing the ball you know who is throwing the ball sam howell okay so sam howell or patrick mahomes yeah, I think I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's got a pretty long-term deal, so I think he's going to be the one building chemistry with. Um, and so long-term, Keeper League, I'm rocking with Tony as well. Totally. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, let's talk some tight ends here. Yeah. What kind of tight ends do you like? <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. gotta have okay well gotta gotta have tight end right um i think we said it on the afc south 
um, talking about the Texans. Um, young quarterbacks, they gotta have their sec- they gotta have their security blanket. And I like Dalton Schultz. Um, he he did well with the Cowboys, and now he goes to the Texans, where Stroud's taking over. He's gonna need to find a guy to check down to. Um, and we'll have plays carved out for him. But as my gotta have, I like Dalton Schultz. I just feel like he's gonna pick up so many more catches um in, in kind of this offense here. So I like Dalton Schultz. Um yeah. Yeah, Schultz is you know, he's he's been a dog, so that's that's nice to have. I mean yeah, the the tight end is tough, right? Because like, there's it seems like there's two of them every year that just blow away the rest. Like last year, it was Kelsey and and it was really just Kelsey, and then Mark Andrews kind of fell in that next group, and you know so on and so forth. So I mean, I I think Schultz's reliable, and that's what you gotta love in a guy like that, right? Right, and yeah, I mean, I would I would like that. Top echelon, I would say, um, is probably like Kelsey, um, Andrews, Hawkinson. But, yeah, Schultz kind of mid-round maybe. Um, don't know he's going to be there. And then, boom, got yourself a good tight end. Got yourself a good tight end. Well, mine, my got to have, and it's kind of weird because – he seems like he should be going a lot higher than he is, but fifth tight end off the board currently, George Kittle. Oh yeah. Like, do we just forget about George Kittle? It here's a fun Maybe. stat. Seven out of his eleven touchdowns last year came from Purdy in the final five games of the season. Like his offensive production was nuts once Purdy got his feet wet. Yeah. He was a touchdown machine. He was a fantasy football machine. And I think that's going to continue this year of, of Kittle being his reliable target. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking dudes on the Niners. Like, they are going to be electric this year. But these quarterbacks have an old reliable, especially when you get down the red zone. And for Brock Purdy, it is my man, George Kittle. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, you talk about his offensive production light late in the year with Purdy. Um, he's going to get that again this year. Unfortunately for me, I had him at the beginning of the year and I said, okay, George Kittle stinks now, traded him away. And then Purdy comes in, kills it. So yeah, that was great. Um, now as far as a sleeper just got paid in Chicago for me, Cole Komet, not a huge name. Um, the past few years, but when I went back and looked at fantasy points, he was in like the top 10 of, uh, of tight ends getting fantasy points. So I like it gives Justin Fields a security blanket along with DJ Moore. Um, but as a sleeper, I like Cole Komet. You know, I, it's hard to, hard to picture him being a top 10 fantasy guy, but it's true. Like, Big body can catch the ball, and to be fair, who else was Justin Fields thrown to last year? Right, uh-huh. like they brought in some other dudes. So hopefully he develops more as a passer. Same thing with all these other friggin' mobile quarterbacks. So yeah, I'm with you. And uh, on that note, for my sleepers, kind of another guy who you don't really think about as being one of those dudes, but Higby from the Rams. I mean. He had the fourth most targets as a tight end in the league last year with a bunch of bums playing QB, right? 108 targets, 72 catches, three tuds. You got a healthy Stafford, or you got the mailman, Stetson Bennett, who these guys love throwing to tight ends. Yeah. So that's where I think that he could be a sleeper. And also, who else are they throwing to other than Cooper Cup? No, like they got a bunch of no names. I mean, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. No, they're not throwing these guys. So, Granowitz, I think. 
Something like that. Where the hell that guy is? He's going to be working <laughs> at Taco Bell before you know it. No. Higby could be a late-round tight end guy if that is what you need because, I mean, he's right now draft position about 128. So 13th tight end off the board, he very well is going to have a top 10 tight end kind of year as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then who are we who are we avoiding? I'm avoiding the entire AFC North. Those tight ends drive me crazy. You want to know why? Because when they get down inside the 10, they're not throwing the ball. They're running it. And that's where the tight ends make their money, right? That's where you're getting your touchdowns as tight ends. Rarely do you see one go off for a 65-yard bomb, right? They're catching these balls inside the 10, inside the 20. What about Mark Andrews? In the red zone. I don't love Mark Andrews. He drives me crazy because it seems like he should be getting a lot more touches, especially in the red zone, and he just doesn't. Like the Ravens are going to run the ball or Lamar is going to fucking fumble it. So that's what I'm, I'm avoiding the entire AFC North, like Andrews included. I personally am not going to draft Mark Andrews. Fair enough. They're in my league. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'm I'm pulling some strings. This is all a rue. This is all a rue. Master. Mm. Anyway, Mm. I'm, I am avoiding Kyle Pitts. I think it's finally time. People start (laughs) avoiding Kyle Pitts. Um, Yeah. Watch, he'll probably have a breakout year. It'll be awesome. But they just added, I mean, I think they're, well, Artie Smith, he's going to run the damn ball, um, which could open play action. But then they also added Jonu Smith. Um, so he could be stealing some targets from Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London, who needs the ball. You need Bijan Robinson or Daryl Patterson. So there's a lot of options there. And Desmond Ritter's not that good, I don't think, to to distribute between all of them and, and feed the table. So I'm avoiding Kyle Pitts this year. Yeah, I think that's totally warranted. I mean, they're going to be running the hell out of the ball and defense has kind of had them figured out last year. It's like, yeah, yeah, we know this guy's a weapon. All right, go figure it out elsewhere, Atlanta. Yeah. And, you know, they, they kind of did. They're going to run the ball is going to be their bread and butter for sure. Right. Right. Well, as far as, those kind of skill positions. That's what we got. Um, rookie, I kind of touched on mine. I really like Jordan Addison. You you brought up Kirk. Kirk's a good passer. Um, I feel like teams are going to be like, yeah, we have to double Justin Jefferson with the corner and safety, leaving Addison um, some space. And so I really like Jordan Addison um, to to – pick up some targets, especially in that offense. Um, there's not like a clear cut number two wide receiver. And so I think that's his job. Um, and he's going to, I think he's going to make the most of it. Yeah, that was mine too. So nice. that's good great team fantasy work. show here. I will oh, say. Right. Best working, obviously. Uh, yeah, hands down. I mean, I will say um, he did just plead guilty to going like 160 miles an hour. Well, like his, dog, his dog was zone. his dog. So. Oh, well, hey, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Cause speed kills. Not like Henry Ruggs, but speed kills. So, oh, oh too soon? I don't know, Zoom. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Jordan Addison doesn't give a fuck. Guess, you got to yeah. love that in a receiver. Like you got that, you got that mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm going 160 miles an hour. Oh well, you know this dude's gonna go off. Like probably, yeah, he's probably should off. be shooting up draft boards right now, <laughs> just flying up them. Um, flying. But no, that's that's everything uh, for for fantasy. Do you have anything else you want to cover? I mean, let's let's talk quickly a little USC Notre Dame. What are we thinking here for uh, the Irish playing in Ireland against the midshipmen? Yeah, um, Notre Dame has a lot coming back, including their head coach and defensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator last year wasn't great. 
Um, somehow got a job at Alabama. Um, but bringing in Sam Hartman, I think they're going to be a problem this year. I really like what their offense and defense, um, they have a lot of returning guys on defense and I think they're going to take uh Navy to the woodshed. Yeah. I mean, with, uh, offense like Navy's yeah. you give a team like Notre Dame the entire off season to prepare. Yep. It's, I mean, Notre Dame's got the horses. They've got the dudes that can take care of business up front. Yeah. Navy's going to run the ball, run, run the clock as much as they can, but I still don't think it's enough. I mean, yeah. Notre Dame's offense is going to torch Navy's. Yeah. I mean, Navy, you're talking a whole new coaching staff. It's it is not a good recipe. Notre Dame by a billion. Yeah, Notre Dame by a billion. Uh, team total over potentially, um, but for the game, maybe, maybe, maybe the undie, maybe. We'll see. see I got it's it's so tough because like, I think it's at forty nine right now. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Just one so thing to Navy know. Navy scores twice. Right. Yeah. One thing to know, everyone, is that the clock normally stops after first downs. This year it's changed. So it's going to run the entire time. Navy ran the ball 87% of the time last year. Their OC this year runs the option too. So the, the clock's going to be going. Yeah, that, that, that is a fair point. But Notre Dame will be throwing the ball which stops the clock if it's incomplete. I don't know. I think Notre Dame crushes. Um, USC, San Jose State. Yeah. um, Important things to know. Um, Lincoln Riley, 39-24-3 to the over at in-home games. Um, So Lincoln loves putting up points. He has scored no less than 49 points in every week one matchup he's ever played in. 75% of his offense is returning. I'm just going to go ahead and say USC team total over 48 and a half. I don't want to play with the spread. 31 is a ton. Give me USC's team total over 48 and a half. Yeah, I had that as well. It's going to be a total ass whooping. Yeah, all that anybody has talked about in this offseason, including us, is how's USC's defense going to be? Are they going to be better on defense? Blah 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 blah. Their defense they, is going to show up. It's going to be a bloodbath for yeah. State. I I feel like it is going to be a bloodbath. Um, I I was looking at the coach for San Jose State. He's been there a long, long time. Hasn't really produced great results, but he has covered. Quite a few times. Um, so yeah, I was like, hey, I mean, thirty-one's a pretty big 30? number." Yeah, thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and I so really I was like, "I don't, that. I don't really want to touch that." And uh, I guess like all the money and all the bets are on USC. So maybe they win by thirty. Um, don't yeah. cover. Um, so I'll take USC's team total. Yeah, no, I I, I like it. I, I I really do it. I was so locked in on Notre Dame, I didn't even realize USC was playing this weekend. That just shows you how I think everybody is assuming that this is just going to be. Yeah, we're we're just that's how college football is. Like you're going to have these mm-hmm. these weeks with just ass whoopings, and that's it's all right. It's that's right. But we do have to touch on week one game, probably of the week, um, because it is being played next Thursday and that's Florida going to Utah, obviously close, close to me. Uh, Cause wife went to Utah this is where I live. People love the Utes. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, who's playing quarterback for the Utes? Is that's the, the thing. Healthy? The line movement would suggest thick boy is not playing. Because it keeps going Florida's way. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, but also who's playing quarterback for Florida, right? Wasn't it Wisconsin's? Is it Graham Mertz? Who is it? I don't. 
I, I think it is Graham Mertz. So, you know, like I I would pick Utah's toughness over Florida, especially Utah being at home. Yeah. Any day of the week. Like I would, now yeah. the spread does make me nervous. <laughs> the I so stuff. I would like I mean Utah outright, I think, is I think it's gonna happen, but that's like minus two eighty, so that's tough. As far as the spread, I do think I think Florida is gonna cover. Billy Napier is a covering machine. Um in his career at Louisiana, at Florida, in away game, sixteen and six. It's pretty good. Um, compared to Wit at home versus non conference foes, um thirteen and seventeen. So I mean, he still gets the job done. I mean, his straight up record's awesome, but non conference just not covering really. Um and then some something important, SEC versus non SEC teams the last ten years. 23 and 15 and one on the road against the spread. I like Florida in this one to cover, to cover. I mean, I, I wouldn't even think about the under just because yeah. if you've got two new ish quarterbacks, you know, playing, especially for Utah's sake, like their defense is going to show up, and they're they're yeah. going to they're going to ball out against a, a team like Florida. I, I think they're kind of get the team goes as you know their leaders do, and if you don't have Thick Boy in there or sling the rock, then that's where the defense is like, all right, time to bring a lunch pail, and it's going to be a freaking slobber knocker here. So yeah, I'm thinking under, but I, before I give any official picks, I got to wait and see yeah. what happens um, over the next you know three or four days, but be we for certain we're going to have some new winners. Oh, yeah. We're going to have some winners. If you're not in our chalkboard yet, get in there. If you're not following us on Instagram, that's where we post our play of the day as well as our chalkboard. Um, sometimes it goes on Twitter, but sometimes Twitter is just the worst and doesn't post what you want to post. So um, there you go. But until the next time with fantasy advice and college football, we got you covered.